right. Welcome back to the Little Pieces Podcast. I'm James Hammond. I'm here with Sharon Hoover. So glad to be here and uh, welcome as well. And also uh, today, we're super excited to welcome Emmeline Parham. So last uh, podcast, we had an opportunity to talk with Emmeline's brother. And so now we're excited to um, um, welcome Emmeline. So hi, Emmeline. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. So thanks. So Emmeline, so tell us a little bit. You are a college student. So um, where are you and um, what school are you at? What year are you? So I uh, attend Bucknell University. It's in uh, Pennsylvania. I am a junior and I play for the women's soccer team here. Well, great. So we're looking forward to hearing a little bit more about your journey and about how, how God is at work in your life. So, um, so you're in college now and um, as a believer, can you tell us a little bit about what that's been like about um, being a Christian on campus and um, how has God really made himself real to you during this time? Yeah, um, if I'm being honest, God has radically transformed my life in college um, and I am so thankful for it. Um, just like I, feel, I think coming into college, um, I'm really thankful that I had a very firm foundation um, and a, like a really strong faith that my parents had prepared me with and CPC had prepared me with. Um, but nonetheless, when you come into college, it's a lot. <laughs> um, and I just remember being a division one athlete, you are immersed in your sport. Uh, preseason pushes your body to its limits. Uh, you're right away jumping into full season. Uh, you're trying to balance classes with uh, training. You're training two hours a day. You're traveling on the weekends. Um, your social life is very much so your team. And so as a result, your performance on the field is very connected to your social life. And so it's, it's a lot of pressure. And then on top of all of that, you are right away um, kind of confronted with the culture that is very prevalent on collegiate, in collegiate athletics. And that's a lot to handle as well. Um, and so I'm really thankful that I right away got involved in, we have an athlete Bible study on campus uh, called Athlete University. Um, and one of our captains, my freshman year, our senior captain was a leader. Um, and so she invited me to come and I, so I got involved right away. And that was definitely um, an anchor for me that I'm super, super thankful uh, for. It has just been such a way for God to just change my life. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. Like, obviously, I'm going to college next year. And I remember one of my college interviews. So I was talking to the person about, you know, I went on some mission trips, did a bunch of youth group stuff. Um, and she was like, so um, are you like interested in doing stuff like that in college too? And that's when I started thinking like, okay, I'm going to have to start thinking, like, I'm going to need to find, I'm, I'm going to need to find a place where like an outlet for that side of me, which is probably going to be interesting because like Emily said, like the culture on college campuses or in sports or whatever, and I'm not at home. So my parents aren't dragging me to church or I don't have the CBC people I already know. So that's the cool that you found the outlet so quickly in such a unique way with your captain and stuff. So. So Emily, in your, in your um, small group that you've been working with, so there have been, um, you've made uh, friendships outside of your team, but also so that importance of having fellow believers alongside you has you, have you found that to be a really important part in helping you to grow in your faith and discipleship? 
Absolutely. Like the, the community that we have, um, it definitely it has grown so much since my freshman year, which is amazing as well. Um, this year, it definitely has hit like a bit of a bump just because COVID and we haven't been able to meet and stuff like that, which has been really hard. Um, but I think that honestly, like, I'd love to tell you guys about just kind of like this transition that God brought about in my life. Um, just like, like I said, so coming in freshman year, joined Bible study, nonetheless, like sports and school and everything. Um, we have this conference at, at Athletes University. It's in January where um, groups um, from different schools in the whole mid-Atlantic area come together at this one retreat center and for a weekend. And so it's like Division One athletes from Monmouth and Temple and Bucknell and Delaware. And we've all like had similar experiences as collegiate athletes. Um, and so we come together at this conference. And I remember at the first conference that we had, um, something came up in my small group and it wasn't the topic of the, the, the um, conference at all, but it came up about not putting anything in your life before God. And I remember feeling like pretty unsettled about that. And I didn't know why, because in high school, I definitely was like, okay, soccer is kind of being before God and that needs to change. And I prayed about it and it was all fine. And I put it to the side. So I had no idea why I was like feeling that way. But I talked to my small group leader about it. And she also was like, well, you've come to God about it. You've talked to him about it. You're being open. Um, but let me just pray for you. And so she did. <laughs> and then that's when the God just changed everything. Um, and so I had my um, going into the fall of my sophomore year, I had so many plans for that season. I was like, I am going to achieve this. I'm going to achieve that. I'm going to score a bunch of goals, like all of these huge plans. Um, it was a dismal season. It went uh, terribly for me. It went poorly for my team. Um, and I just remember like in kind of mid season, I had a horrible game. Um, and that game raised a lot of questions for me. Number one, why would a soccer game be making me question areas of my relationship with God? That shouldn't be happening. Number two, does God care about soccer? How does soccer fit into my relationship with God? Um, all of these like questions that I was just like, I don't, I didn't know the answers to, I realized. Um, and I finished that season and I got sick. I got the flu, all of these things. Um, I did end up scoring like a really important goal that kind of put me back in a decent position um, with the team and everything. But nonetheless, I finished that season and I just was at literally rock bottom. Um, and I remember feeling like, and I know it's not everything because there's lots of other things that are very important to me in life and everything, but like, I literally felt like I lost everything because it was everything that I had worked toward felt like it was taken. And the only thing that was left was God. And I just turned to him and I was just like, okay, like, this is it. You're it. Um, where do we go from here? And when I did that, God started building me back up and building my life back up. But the wildest part was he started building soccer back up as well. And I found myself training longer, harder, and better than I ever had in my entire life. I was more motivated. I was enjoying it more. Um, and I showed up in the spring, literally a different person. So much so that everyone noticed. My whole teammates were noticing. I was the fittest person on my team. I was confident. I wasn't playing in fear. Um, I was actually having fun while I played soccer, which hadn't happened in a long time. And when I go back to the MOVE conference sophomore year, that's when I realized I wasn't even aware the whole transformation that I had. And so it was all through that community, starting with that MOVE conference and coming around to the next MOVE conference. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of had a similar experience to that, actually. Like, I wrote my college essay about it, but uh, I mean, obviously, D1 athletics is a lot different than like high school. But uh, I remember like my freshman year, I wanted to make the varsity of the cross team so bad. It's all I cared about. I thought about it. I dreamed about it. 
my only friends were on the lacrosse team. And then uh, over like the last year or two, I kind of realized like it's not making me like as it's stressing me out more than it's making me happy. Uh, and then I kind of started to go into different outlets and uh, when I like, connected with like Sam Lee and we, I, I started getting more involved in the youth group and stuff, that was a big moment for me and uh, kind of made me reevaluate a lot of my relationships and uh, uh, like my, like lacrosse was my passion and I still like lacrosse, but it's just not my thing that I derive my self-worth from anymore. And I think that's kind of what Emmeline was talking about too. Like I, if I played bad, I was going to be like rude to my family when I got home, which was not a good thing. And I think that growth period is really important. And then especially that God kind of like revitalized that through you is, is awesome. Like you were back to liking soccer. So that's, that's awesome. Well, Emily, and I think the other thing that's, it's so incredible to me is to hear how you know, this whole thing that stuff is happening and when you went to the conference the following year, you was like, oh, it's like God has been here the entire time. He heard that prayer. And then he's like, you've now opened your heart for that opportunity. And he totally transformed you. That's really amazing answer to prayer. When I feel like a lot of times when I, I pray, God's at work and I've just moved on somehow. Like I'm, I don't, I don't know. I'm thinking something else is going to happen or, or, or I've just prayed it and moved on. But, um, but what a beautiful testimony that God is constantly present. And James, what you were saying is like, God is constantly working in our lives to be able um, to, to feel that transformation. So Emily, when, when, all, when it was such a, a difficult season, um, I imagine at that point you were just really frustrated and, and you weren't going back to your prayer you were more of why isn't this working? What do I need to do differently? Or, I mean, how, how did that, what were you thinking at the time? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like what James just said about how it's so hard when the entire world tells you that your worth is derived from your sport um, mm. and who you are as an athlete. And so I think like I have gone back like that season, like, yes, I kind of wish it didn't happen. Like at the end of it, I felt like that was a waste of my, of one of my four years to play collegiate soccer and like the things that I want to achieve. But when I do like go back to it, I, I thank God for it because I would not be where I am today. And God would not have used me in the way that he has today if it wasn't for that. And, but absolutely what James was just saying about how you play well, you feel great about yourself. You play poorly, you feel terrible about yourself because is your, it's it's not a steady thing to found, found, like base your foundation off of. Um, but yeah, that season just made me address so many important questions. Like just, yeah, what, what was soccer in my life? If it wasn't the most important thing, like how was it? Did it matter at all? Did God care about it at all? In what way does God care about me? And if you can't tell that my identity was very tied to my sport, if I'm wondering about if God cares about the sport, does he care about me? Like that was a whole thing. Um, but I just really learned that soccer is a gift that God has given me to worship him and glorify him. And when I realized that the times that I play soccer where I just abandon it, I'm not afraid to make mistakes. I'm not having performance anxiety where I just play for the love of the game and have fun. I literally feel like God's joy in my heart when I do that. 
And so it's just, it's a way for me to give him glory because he's given me the talent and the ability to play. And it's also a way that he has given me an entire ministry that I'm now so involved in. Um, and through transforming my heart like that, he prepared me. Because the other thing that he, that he really revealed to me at the second MOVE conference was that he was calling me into spiritual leadership. And so that whole year, what he was doing was preparing me for this new role that he was asking me to step up into. Oh, that's really, that is really cool, Emmeline. So hey, you, you casually said something, but I really want to um, push a little, I have another question about how has God used you specifically? And, and can you think of an instance, a particular instance or instances when God worked through you and you were like, wow, that was totally God. Yeah. Um, and like that question makes me so excited just because like, it's so amazing when God does that and he's been doing it so much. Um, I stepped into last spring, I started leading athletes Bible study um, with two seniors and I was only a sophomore and I was leading it with them. Um, and then we also, me and my teammates started a team Bible study. And so athlete study is, it's outreach, but it's also more people who are, do have a relationship with God. Our team study was aimed at our teammates who were coming because they knew us and they trusted us and they liked us, but they did not know anything about God and they certainly didn't trust him. And so just seeing God build those studies has been, and like using me to do that um, has been just the most amazing thing. And but one, one instance stands out in particular to me so much. And that was the beginning of this fall, which like I said, we've hit some bumps um, with COVID and our team studies and everything, trying to get together and meet. It's really difficult um, at this time with all the regulations. But we had, we had an athlete Bible study while it was still warm. And so it was outside on, um, on the, uh, one of our soccer fields, actually. We got everyone to come out to the soccer fields and we were six wow. feet apart, everybody had masks on. Oh, cool. um, and my small group that I was leading just so happened to basically be a bunch of the sophomores, the freshmen, my teammates. Um, and so it was almost kind of like our team studies environment at Main Study with all of our other friends there as well. And the study that we were doing was on when Jesus called Levi to follow him. And when me and the other leaders were prepping this study, I just felt such a pull in my heart from the Holy Spirit. Like this is so relevant. And I spent literally three and a half hours writing the study because I'm, I'm like kind of the main leader, I guess, of athlete Bible study nowadays. And so I, I'm, I'm the one who really writes the study. Um, and so I spend so much time on the study, but I was like, it's important. Like I'm neglecting my homework, but this is important. And so we have study and in it, like the study just focused around the, around the fact that Jesus saw Levi sitting in his sin and said, I want you. And I just related it to the fact that as athletes, we're being told that you have to be good enough for your coaches, good enough for your teammates, good enough for yourself, your parents, everyone. And what Jesus says is that you don't have to be good enough. And Levi becomes Matthew. And we all know Matthew, but God didn't make Levi get there on his own. Jesus met Levi where he was at because they go and dine at Levi's house. And then Jesus transforms Levi into Matthew. And so I was like basically telling them, all you have to do guys is say yes to Jesus and he'll meet you where you're at right now. And it was just the most amazing experience because I full on shared the gospel. The last question was just like, what was Jesus here to do? He died for your sins and um, saved you. And literally at one point while I was talking, because usually I'd let them answer like most of the questions and everything, my Bible study leadership skills. Um, but at one point I was talking just about how Jesus renews us and transforms our heart. And one of my teammates just looks at me, she goes, I just got chills. And I was like, 
thinking, bro, me too. Like, like, I don't know what I'm saying. Like, this is just the Holy Spirit. And after the study, some of my teammates who I know are not, I don't really have a relationship with Christ. They literally came up to me afterwards. They're like, that is the best study that we have ever had. And it was, it was amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, and I think now, like, you're using soccer as also a uh, way of ministry, too. Like, that's that's so good. Because, um, like, in my experience, like, even though, you know, I don't really have that opportunity, but I have kind of, like, refocused a lot of my priorities from caring about lacrosse and only because of those kids to also – tapping into the community of church more and I have my church friends now. So I think that separation has helped me a lot. And the fact that you can kind of do that together as one thing, that's so cool. Have you had opportunities then outside of Bible study to be able to talk about faith or church and things like that with teammates? Have they talked to you or asked you questions or anything? I think that team Bible study is definitely kind of a space for that. Um, because at main study, it's kind of everyone's there from different sports and everything. But when it's just my teammates, they definitely will pose different questions. Um, and I always offer at the end of team study, I'm like, if you guys ever want to talk about anything we just talked about, please come to me or come to our other leader. Um, I have not had anyone do that yet. Although actually, one of the freshmen this year, um, I've actually, she has, uh, we do a lot of footwork together and stuff like that. She likes to train with me in that area. And she has definitely asked me some questions like, well, what do you believe about this? What do you believe about that? And so that's been really cool to kind of, I almost be able to mentor her in that way. Um, Cause she's kind of going through, like I, I put myself back in that position of who I was as a freshman. Yeah, especially as a freshman and how this is such a bizarre year. I mean, there's, there's so many weirdness about all this. Well, that's really very, very cool. So how about like recently, even amidst COVID and all these other things that are going on, um, when did you see uh, God most recently showing up? Yeah, um, I think things like as far as I've been talking a lot about Bible study and team study and everything, that honestly has been really hard um, this this fall because we haven't been able to meet consistently. My school has uh, gone into shutdowns and out of shutdowns. And so it's like, well, we can have study this week, but not that week. And so it's been a little bit discouraging. But another area of mine, I'm just praying that in the spring things will pick back up there. But another area of, of just, well, not really my life, um, I just have seen God at work so much in uh, my little brother Colton's life. And I know you guys both know Colton. And just when I call him and talk to him and he'll text me about an idea or something, I'm just amazed. I'm like, this kid is 17 and he's just so passionately pursuing Christ. And um, he's just on such a good track. And just I'm so thankful that God has reached out to him. Um, and it's just doing so much in his life. And it just makes me so happy and proud to see that in his life as well. Um, but yeah, so that's a big area for me that just recently I've seen God at work. Yeah, I talked about it last week, like, but I've, I mean, obviously I've been right with him the whole time, but I've seen him like develop a little, as a little theologian and he's telling me he wants to, uh, go into ministry. And I'm like, dude, you, you've got it. So isn't it powerful to see God at work through family members? It's like, we're there with them all the time. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, God is really working over there in him or her. And it's, it is, it is really an amazing thing to see. 
It absolutely is. And like, I, I personally also, just especially the past few weeks, I've been growing so much in my faith, even though things have slowed down. Most of my friends have actually left and gone home uh, for the year just because we're not allowed to train. We're not allowed to, like right now, just because of the way things went down. We had a spike in cases. And so no more training, no more group meetings. Classes are on Zoom fully. So a lot of people have gone home. Um, and just in like this kind of absence of all of any social life or team stuff or anything, I really have been able to just pursue Christ more deeply. And just so I've been growing and then calling Colton and he's growing and we've just been growing together. And it's so completely differently, completely separately. It's not like even similar growth stages. It's not um, that God's doing similar things in our lives, but we're both independently growing in our relationship with Christ. And it's just amazing to see him working in his life and him working in my life. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it is really cool to see. And, and it is, isn't it cool how this kind of takes us right back to the beginning of our conversation is that God meets us exactly where we are. And then he challenges us and pushes us um, to grow in ways that we I couldn't, I couldn't have planned it. But yes, you make a decision. I do want to grow. I make a decision that I'll keep him first in my life. And then at that point, then the spirit can do incredible things in our lives. Absolutely. Well, it's been so great chatting with you, Emmeline. I appreciate your time um, that you've given to us and being able to share and um, give a testimony to who God is and how he has been at work in your life. And we look forward to be able to sharing this with, with other people through the podcast. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It's honestly my favorite thing is to have the opportunity to share what God's done in my life because it's absolutely amazing and I'm thankful for it every day. Oh, it's a great way to end. So thanks again, Emmeline. Thanks so much for everybody for joining us. Take care. All right, now let me turn the recording off. Stop recording.